Hello, everyone, and welcome to Heads Up, the weekly webcast and podcast of the National Headache Foundation. I'm Dr. Lindsay Weitzel, founder of the Facebook group Migraine Nation and chronic daily migraine survivor. I am here today with Dr. Vincent Martin, MD. Dr. Martin is the director of the Headache and Facial Pain Center at the University of Cincinnati, and he is also the president of the National Headache Foundation. Hello, Dr. Martin. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for being here. We have a very broad and awesome topic today uh, that is very educational, and I think everyone is going to want to hear what we have to say. We are going to talk about what is a migraine, and could I be experiencing more than one type of headache? So we're going to delve into a little bit about a few types of headache, including migraine. So let's start off without any delay, and let's just talk about what a migraine is. Well, um, migraine typically um, is a one-sided headache, although it can be two-sided, and it's usually associated with nausea, since to be light noise, and, and, and rarely can be associated with vomiting. The pain is usually moderate to severe, and what I often tell patients is it's like having the triple whammy. So it's, if, it isn't, if, it, if it isn't bad enough that you have severe pain, mm-hmm. but then you get the sensory symptoms you know, where you want to withdraw from light and noise... And then the third component of it is you, you get uh, nausea and you don't want to eat or drink, which then further makes the headaches even worse. So this triple whammy is kind of is a composite of migraine that often leads to the disability, the, the fact that migraine can, can lay you up and cause you to miss work and not be able to perform social functions. Right. What are some easy ways to diagnose migraine? Well, if you've got a long history of these disabling headaches, then that's probably migraine. Um, in addition, if you get nausea with your headaches, then then that's likely to be migraine as well. We did a study back in the early 2000s where we found that if a person had nausea along with their headaches, that they had over an 80% chance of having migraine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think recurrent disabling headaches and nausea would be kind of uh, a kind of a simplistic way of, of diagnosing migraine. Okay. So usually when someone experiences migraine, they talk a lot about migraine aura. Can we touch really quick on what aura is? I think aura is really misunderstood. A lot of people just think it's some sort of premonition that they're going to get a headache. But mm-hmm. the reality is it's, it's a very um, defined neurologic symptom. Mm-hmm. And there's four common types of aura. The most common type is a visual aura where you get uh, flashing lights or zigzaggy lines and it kind of starts off kind of small and then gradually enlarges in your vision. Yeah. And then the second type, um, most common type is a sensory aura. So you might get uh, some numbness in your face, and then that goes down to your upper arm and then goes down into your hand. And then the third type is something called a motor aura, where people get weak on one side of their body. And frankly, if you get weak on one side of your body, the first thing you think of is not you know, uh, a migraine, but you make sure you don't have a stroke. Right. Um, and then the fourth most common type is a speech aura, where people get kind of garbled speech when they talk and so mm-hmm. forth. But the one thing that kind of differentiates a migraine from, say, a stroke or another event called a TIA, which is transient ischemic event, those are where you have low blood flow to the brain, is that the migraine symptoms tend to march. So the visual symptoms tend to gradually enlarge. The the, um, 
these sensory symptoms and numbness will start off in one part of the body and go to the other. If you were having a stroke or a TIA, then it would happen all at the same time. Okay. So that's kind of the way you differentiate an aura. And then the aura typically lasts a characteristic duration of five to 60 minutes, and it usually precedes the, the headache of, 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 um, of migraine disease. Okay. Now, uh, one last question I wanted to ask about migraine is, um, in addition to some people do fear with their auras that they're having a stroke, and as you said, the progression of the aura, the marching of the symptom often is a way to let yourself know that this is a migraine aura. Some people uh, become fearful if they usually have a right-sided migraine and suddenly they have a left-sided migraine. Is that a normal thing to have happen? Yes, that's that's very very common. It could your your migraine might be on the right side during one attack and the left side on on a second attack, um, or you may be someone who has like ninety five percent of the attacks just on one side and a rare attack on the other side. So that can happen very often. If the headaches are strictly always one sided and never occur on the opposite side, there is a disorder called hemicrania continua, which is particularly if it's a headache that never leaves um, the head, so it's, mm -hmm. it's there all the time. And those people often get tearing in the eye and running in the nose along with the headaches, and it tends to be very responsive to an anti-inflammatory called endomethacin. So that's something you need to consider if the headaches are always right. on one side and they, and they never leave. Okay. That is an important thing to know uh, for someone who's trying to differentiate between migraine and, and something else. All right, so let's move on to um, a type of headache that I want to compare to migraine. Let's talk about tension headache. What is what is tension headache like? Well, tension headache is is a misnomer it, because what do you think of when when you hear tension? You think that the headaches are caused by tension, e either one of two things: either tension of the muscles around the head. Mm -hmm. or stress. stress. Um, uh, yeah, I think of stress. And the reality is that, that stress um, can trigger any kind of headache, including migraine and tension-type headaches. So it's not specific to tension headaches. Mm -hmm. And they've looked at the contraction of muscles around the head, and that doesn't occur um, in, in tension-type headaches either. So that's, so even though it's called tension headaches, it that's not really um, doesn't mean that stress or or tightening of muscles around the head causes the headaches. But the classic tension type headache is kind of a hat band distribution headaches that kind of are in the forehead, side of the head, and back. Usually it's a two-sided headache. It's described as squeezing or pressing mm -hmm. and tends to be rather mild or moderate. And usually it lacks the associated symptoms of migraine. Like we talked about with migraine, you can get nausea or sensitivity to light or noise. Although with the official criteria, you can have either sensitivity to light as a single uh, feature or sensitivity to noise and still have tension-type headaches. But for the most part, it tends to lack those um, headaches. And tension-type headache is the most common form of headache in, 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 in the world, actually. Mm -hmm. It occurs in, at least in about 35% of people, whereas migraine occurs in about 12%. Okay. So are tension headache and migraine related? In other words, uh, can tension headache cause migraine or vice versa? Well, tension type headache, when it, it, when it only occurs as an isolated headache in a given person, is different than if tension type headache occurs 
in a patient with migraine. Okay. If tension headaches occur in a, a patient with migraine, most headache doctors think that it's just kind of a mini migraine. So that and oftentimes okay. in migraine patients, they'll get something that resembles tension. And then uh, sometimes uh, it may evolve into a migraine. Okay. And those headaches, interestingly, if you have both tension-type headaches and migraines in the same person, both of those headaches respond to a medication like called a triptan, which is what is called sumatriptan, is, is one of the types of triptans, um, suggesting that they're both kind of you know migraine-type headaches. Now, if you have um, tension-type headaches and you don't ever have migraines, those headaches don't seem to respond to the triptan. So it's, there's probably different types of tension-type headaches, those that coexist with migraine and those that occur as an isolated event. Okay, very interesting. So there's another type of headache I wanna move on to that is quite serious and then I wanna compare it to migraine. Can we talk about cluster headache, what it's like and what it is? Cluster headache is one of the most severe forms of migraine. In fact, one of my patients actually had the misfortune of having both cluster headaches and kidney stones. And when I was in med school, oh, yeah. they said kidney stones was the, or the worst type of pain you could ever have. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I asked the patient, I said, what, what's worse? Is, is cluster headache worse or is, uh, you know, is our kidney stones worse? And he said, there's no comparison. Cluster headaches are much worse. In fact, he said, if I, during a cluster attack, if I had the option of uh, chewing my, my arm off, Mm-hmm. or endure the pain of cluster headache, I would choose uh, chewing my arm off. That kind of tells you how severe it is. So cluster right. headaches are are generally, they're, they're one-sided headaches. So usually they're in this location. They're behind the eye, the forehead, and temple, although rarely they can occur in, in different areas. So they're generally on one side. They tend to have uh, tearing of the eye, running of the nose. So you'll have tearing, running of the nose. You might have nasal congestion. You might have... Uh, um, um, a droopy eye, or you might have constriction of the pupil on that side um, as well. And people tend to be very agitated, whereas migraine patients will often lay in a dark room. Right. The cluster patient is rocking back and forth. Oh my God, pain, pain, pain. And the headaches last a much shorter duration than migraine do. So these last anywhere from 15 minutes up to three hours, mm-hmm. whereas migraine lasts uh, from four to 72 hours. And they often occur with clock-like regularity. So they can wake people up at like one o'clock in the morning, like an alarm clock or three o'clock in the morning, like an alarm clock. And they can occur anywhere from one to eight times per day. I mean, can you imagine having the most severe headache of your life occurring, you know, seven or eight times a day? Uh, That would just be miserable. Yeah, I have a friend who experiences them often like that, and I'm shocked at what she goes through. Um, They are astounding and people beat their head against the wall or dig at their eyeball, or I think it's scary to watch. Um, So I wanted to make sure we spoke about cluster um, so that there was no confusion about the difference between cluster and migraine. Um, And do they, why are they called cluster? Do they appear in clusters? Do they come for a certain number of months often and then go away? Well, they, come, they call them clusters is because typically they would last for anywhere from six weeks up to three months, and you get these recurrent headaches over that time period, and then they would go away. And between a cl- one cluster of, of headaches, they would be completely pain-free up until mm-hmm. the next time they came on. They oftentimes come on during the spring and, and fall, 
during change of season. Right. And then they would, uh, they would recur again. So it's the fact that they would cluster in a defined period caused them to be called cluster headaches. Okay. All right. So I have a quick question sort of related to that um, because when I get a migraine and I've seen this happen to other people with migraine, my eyes sometimes, not all the time, will tear. I'll get the runny nose, I will the red eye. I'll get some of these symptoms you talk about with cluster headache, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm getting a cluster headache. Can you talk about what that can also mean? Well, that's a great question um, because I think a lot of people will get the tearing of the eye, running the nose with a headache and assume that they've got cluster. But you can get these uh, symptoms, which are called autonomic symptoms uh, with migraine um, attacks. So it's called migraine with cranial autonomic symptoms is kind of a long uh, word you know, for mm-hmm. the lay public. But right. you can get these symptoms with migraine. So if, if everything else fits with migraine and you get tearing of the eye and running of the nose, then it's probably more a migraine with these symptoms, mm-hmm. with these autonomic symptoms than it is a cluster headache. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the last type of uh, headache name that we're going to discuss. So many people have received a diagnosis, whether from themselves or from a doctor of of chronic sinus headache. Um, Can you discuss that diagnosis? Sure. Uh, The official criteria for sinus headaches really only apply to a headache associated with an infection, a sinus infection, actually an acute, mostly acute, although you can have also a chronic where it, it's long, a long-lasting infection as well. But typically what happens is you'll get like a sinus infection of say your maxillary sinus, which is right where your cheekbone is, mm-hmm. and you'll get intense you know, pain. It may refer back behind the eye or maybe up, even up into the temple. And uh, usually you'll have discolored nasal drainage, usually on the side of the infection, uh, fever um, is as well, and uh, usually responds to antibiotics. And usually, when you treat the sinus infection, the headache goes away. There are there is some data to suggest that chronic infections, ones that are long-standing, like that last weeks, months, or sometimes even years, where people can have infections of their sinuses, that that can also be associated with uh, migraine. I would not with migraine, with headaches as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Oftentimes, when people think they've got sinus, the reality is that they have migraines. In fact, there was one study that that asked patients whether they had sinus headaches, and they found that about 90% of them could be diagnosed with with migraines. So the most common scenario when people think they've got sinus headaches is because um, they usually have migraines. And the reason for that's the reason for that is because those cranial cranial those autonomic symptoms that we just described, the tearing of the eye and running the nose can occur with a, with a migraine. Mm-hmm. And then people uh, you know, believe that that's related to their sinuses when that happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's an important distinction to make. Um, I have people in my family, you know, with the same genetic tendency that I have toward migraine who, because years ago, doctors so often thought it was sinus headache, they really still believe they have constant sinus headaches. So it's a very, it's a very interesting phenomenon, especially um, I think in, in the population when we didn't have headache doctors. Um, so uh, that is the last type of headache I have to discuss today. Did you want to add anything to this discussion? The only thing I would say is that, that it's important to, to establish the correct diagnosis because each one of these headache types has a slightly different treatment 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you don't have a diagnosis, then you really can't get on the right treatment course. So I think it, that's a, of paramount importance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you for joining us today on Heads Up, the weekly webcast and podcast of the National Headache Foundation. Join us again next week.